I know a lot about golf. It's time for those weekend golf guys. Well, we're waiting. On SB Nation Radio. And on SBNationRadio.com. Here's John Ashton and Jeff Smith. It is us, those weekend golf guys. We have to affirm that. And uh, I am John Ashton. He is Jeff Smith. And together, we are here for yet another week. Check us out, thoseweekendgolfguys.com. Or uh, follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash golfguys. Facebook.com slash golfguys. I just ran out of air for some reason. I'm not sure what happened there. So you are at Olympia Fields. I am. I am sitting at the desk owned by Mr. E.A. Tischler. He is the director of instruction here at Olympia Fields Country Club, just south of Chicago. He is a uh, golf magazine uh, top 100 teacher and a golf digest top 50 teacher. Mm -hmm. And we have been uh, recently teaching other teachers to teach together. Man, that's a lot of teachers and <laughs> sentences in one sentence isn't it a, wow it's an old tongue twister they used to use in, times can we say that word they used to use that tongue twister in radio school if a hot and tot tot taught a hot and tot tot to talk could a hot and tot tot be taught to say ought or what ought to be daughter i'll write it down and send it to you don't even try really? i'm the dj school graduate I'm, you're the golf pro okay <laughs> that's right i'll just keep i'll stick i'll stay in my lane right man needs to I'll know his limitations that's it exactly Listen, this is Masters Weekend. This is basically the official start to the golf season everywhere in the world. Um, you may be a little bit behind. You still may be a little snow-covered. You may be a little wet. That's what winter was like this year, but that's okay. It is golf season, and we are all into it, and we will be getting into it uh, very seriously. The Masters is this weekend. Last weekend at Augusta National, they had a thing called the Augusta National Women's Amateur, and I'm going to run this by some women golfers that we're going to talk to later in the show, but I've got a bit of a problem with them suddenly thinking that they're so cool and did something so wonderful. It's like they woke up in 2019 and realized that women exist and they play golf. <laughs> I'm sorry, but women have been around for a very long time everywhere in the world except Augusta National. So they're finally getting into well, the 19th century, and we're supposed to congratulate them for it. It was a fun thing to watch, though. It really was. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about other things. We're going to be nice. I mean, I'll, I'll be the guy who says that. You can, you can argue with me because, Mr. National Correspondent, you can't say bad things on the grounds at Augusta National. We will be right. right back. Don't you move. Can't do it. That's right. I want to talk to you about golf balls, specifically cut golf balls. Now, cut is not a description of the ball. It's the name of the company, cutgolfco.com. That's cutgolfco.com. They say it's time to cut the crap. Their mission in life is to prove that you can pay less for quality golf balls. Whether you play every day, you play a couple times a month, doesn't matter. Cut golf has a ball that's going to be absolutely perfect for you. And they want to bring golf back to the people. How about a tour quality golf ball for nineteen ninety five a dozen? <laughs> yeah, you heard me right. Tour quality four piece golf ball. It's going to go far. It's going to work well around the greens. Cutgolfco.com and get yourself a dozen fantastic tour quality golf balls for under twenty bucks. Cutgolfco.com. If you're paying more, well. 
That's kind of stupid. And it is us, those weekend golf guys. I'm John Ashton. He is Jeff Smith. And uh, what, what? Oh, you're at Olympia Fields. You're not at one of your courses today. You're teaching. Today. You're teaching in the field today. Teaching teachers to teach. I'm teaching. I am. Uh, we've got a good crowd. Uh, taking a little break so that I can talk to you and Fiamma. And yeah. um, you know, I'll get back to them after we're done. It is it. Fiamma Felice is joining us here from. What was it? 2014. You were uh, on the big break. Florida? Yes, I was. Big break, Florida. And did almost perfectly. Almost. <laughs> Until it counted the last day. <laughs> you know, golf is a tough game. It's got to be tough to do it in front of a whole bunch of people. Yeah. I mean, it's it's intimidating enough for most of us playing with strangers, but playing with cameras rolling and things like that has got to be just a tad hard to deal with, isn't it? Yeah, it was. There were a lot more uh, people and cameras than I expected when I got there. So that first day was kind of shocking, but it, it was a lot of fun. Oh, great. Great. Yeah. So you had some, some um, soldiers, sh- soldier, shoulder surgery <laughs> not too long ago. Yes. But, uh, you're going to get back out? Yeah, two years ago. Going to get back out on the tour anytime soon, or are you just going to start uh, working for a living now? Yeah, so I actually started with PXG, Parsons Extreme Golf. Mm-hmm. I started working with them about uh, seven months ago. That so is... I'm doing that full-time now. I'll play in some pro-ams and some charity tournaments. But other than that, I think I've kind of given up the competitive side of things. No more living out of a suitcase. I can understand that. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, hotels and suitcases. I was kind of getting tired of it. <laughs> So you think Bob Parsons can do the same thing for you that he did, uh, that GoDaddy did for Danica? I know, I wish. Make you a star. Make you a star. Yeah, wouldn't that be nice? Yeah, that would be really nice. Yeah, he's a, gr- he's a great guy. It's been awesome to work for his company. So really? Cool. I feel blessed that that's kind of the route that I was able to take after playing. Well, listen, there's something going on right now that uh, we wanted to talk to you about, and, and that's you, your, uh, your cover model career. What's up with that? Yeah, so I got nominated, I guess it's been like a month now, for the cover of a magazine called Miss Jet Set, and it started with 5,500 girls, and now it is down to the top 100. Mm -hmm. So we just started voting again yesterday, and there's about seven days left in this round, and they will narrow down the top 100 to 12. Whoa. So (laughs) I know, it's a big cut. So there's, I think, about eight girls in each group, and you have to win your group to move on to the finals, to have okay. a chance to win. And so people can go where and vote for you, because I think everybody should, just on general principles. Yeah, that would be awesome. I would <laughs> love it. And uh, money donated as well, so you can free vote every 24 hours. Mm-hmm. Uh, you just have to verify that you have Facebook. They want to know that it's real people voting and not you know, signing in from different People could cheat it, cheat the system, I guess. Wouldn't want you to win by cheating. No. Yeah, no, not at all. (laughs) And then you can donate money for every dollar donated. It counts as an extra vote. If you donate $20, that's 20 extra votes. And the money goes to the Be Positive Foundation, which is a charity for kids who have cancer. Ah, fantastic. So it's pretty cool. They raise a lot of money for the charity. and. So, Jeff, you'll be happy to know. Jeff, Jeff has two daughters. Both have played collegiate golf on a, on a very high level. 
You were a high school champion and a collegiate golf champion. Yes, I did win state my senior year. Well, in the state of Oklahoma? Yes. Not too shabby an accomplishment. It was great. I won by uh, 12 shots, so <laughs> I can't complain. Blow the competition away. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, it's just so so great to have you on and, and talking about it a little bit. But um, we will be able to get people. Now, where do they go again to, to vote for you? Just because I think we, we might have missed some of that specifically, the address to yeah, go to. Yeah, so it's jetsetmag.com. Okay. I have a direct link, but it's uh, obvious long. Obviously, yeah. we kind of lost. But uh, <laughs> if you go to jetsetmag.com, you can pull up the group. And I need to check and see what group I'm in now. I was in South Group 7. Be yeah, I'm, in, I'm, still in, I'm still in Group 7. Is this the time to, to point out, John? Point out what, Jeff? John, I'm thinking right now that all of our listeners are now irritated that this is a radio broadcast and a podcast as opposed to a, a TV show. <laughs> Pointing that out. <laughs> well, again, I know. Like, we need to make our own TV show. <laughs> we like need, we said, yeah, we wouldn't want to so, cheat, right? We wouldn't want to win by cheating. Yeah? <laughs> right. <laughs> that would definitely be cheating, but that's okay. If you go to thoseweekendgolfguys.com, if you don't mind, Viama, we'll put a couple of pictures of you up there so people can actually relate to who we're talking to here, if that's okay with you. You all right? Yeah, no, that's fine. Okay. Right. That's fine. Okay. Well, listen. You can use any picture. Did, did want to uh, ask one question, however. Jeff doesn't want me to do this because he is at Augusta National and doesn't want people to kick him off the property if he can get on to begin with. But how do you feel about the uh, the uh, Augusta National Women's Amateur thing that happened last weekend? Did you get a chance to watch any of it or did it resonate with you a little bit of it yes i love it i think it's awesome that uh women's golf is getting more exposure i don't think that there's enough yeah obviously there's that gap between uh men's professional sports and women so for them to get coverage at augusta and be able to play there first of all is incredible i think the girls were on what was it uh jimmy kimmel i think or jimmy fallon i can't remember but they had a late they had a segment on there. He brought them on to kind of talk about stuff. So the more exposure, the better for the girls that are up and coming and yeah. the girls that are playing now that need those extra sponsors. And exactly. Yeah, it's, so it's I think it's awesome. Nice to have a great exposure for women's golf. I was just sorry that they were acting like they were doing something terrifically historic and they're only about 20 years late to the party at Augusta National. Yeah, exactly. You know, exactly. Like, like they just realized that women exist and they play golf. Wow, who'd have thought it? I know. <laughs> I know. You would think, you know, Golf Channel is just doing more, but yeah. unfortunately the money isn't there for women as it is for men. So I yeah. get it, but at the same time, it's just nice to see see more coverage. Yeah. Well, if you ever decide to, uh, you know, be the, the PXG ambassador to the Symmetra Tour at the French Lick Tournament they have in July, we'll uh, we'll buy you dinner. Because that's in our backyard. Oh, yeah, that'd be awesome. Yeah. Wonderful. Yeah, I'll keep you posted. Let us know. And if you ever have an extra set of PXG clubs lying around, you need to, you know, <laughs> get some Send them your way. Get some more exposure. We'll talk about it. You know, we'll do that. Yeah. Yeah. Have you, I like it. We'll I have like you on, sure on a regular awesome serial clubs. numbers and those tracking. <laughs> we'll have her on on yes, a regular yes, basis. Yes, there is. You know. <laughs> so have you guys hit them before? I have swung one seven iron and um, mm -hmm. decided I have, that I, I, have. I did not want to swing anymore because I knew I couldn't afford them. 
you know? <laughs> yeah, that's the tough part. You don't even want to hit them because you're like, oh, yeah. I know I'm going to love them and I can't that's do a, it. <laughs> yeah, I, I've been to a handful of the demo days at, at various clubs. Um, we have one at the Sagamore that they, they do the PXG clubs there, and I've, I've struck them there a few times. And good stuff. Good stuff. I'm not on staff with them, but uh, it, they, it's good stuff. I got to tell you. So. Yeah. yeah. Who are you on staff with currently? I have been on staff with Titleist since 1992. Oh, wow. Please okay. don't so tell me that you were born in 1992. Guy. Well, I was not you know. born in 1992. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you Close, for... but not quite. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's uh, 89. I, it, it's been 89. All right. So there, there, uh, that's not too bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, no, I've, I've been a I've been a Titleist guy for a long time, and uh, PXG's got some some great equipment. And if I was ever to change, I would they'd be one of the the people I would consider because I understand that company does some great things, and they've got some great people involved in it. So that that's a good thing. Yeah, we definitely definitely try to do the best that we can, and you know, working for Bob Parsons, he's pretty incredible. So. Makes for a great company. It does. Jetsetmag.com. Go and vote. Fiamma Felice. Yes, please. <laughs> yes, indeed. Thank you guys so much. And, you know, send us your address on uh, the email and we'll uh, we'll send you a golf guy's hat. You can take your picture in it someday and we'll all be famous. Okay. Awesome. <laughs> I will definitely take a picture and post it. <laughs> Appreciate it, Fiamma. Awesome. Thank you so much. And good luck in the contest and good luck with PXG. And if you ever need anything or we can ever help you out, give us a holler, all right? Okay, I definitely will. I appreciate it. You guys have a great day. You too. Thank you. Bye-bye. And don't you move. We'll be right back. You want to see how great a golf instructor Jeff Smith really is? It's very easy. $5golfclub.com. The number $5golfclub.com. A lot of us are looking for a miracle. You know, we go out and we buy a $500 golf club thinking it's going to give us straighter, longer drives. We buy a $150 golf club thinking it's going to get us out of the sand traps more easily and more often. We buy $200 golf clubs just because we want to get closer to that pin. Well, you know, you don't need a $500 golf club, a $200 golf club, a $150 golf club. All you need is a $5 golf club because the problem may not be the club. It may be your grip. It may be your stance. It may be your ball position. It may be your swing plane. It could be anything that an expensive golf club is not going to fix, but a $5 golf club can fix because Jeff Smith is a genius and he will be able to guide you where you need to go. Check it out. $5golfclub.com. That's all it costs. Five bucks a month. us we're back for those we kick off guys i'm john ashton it's jeff smith olympia fields i mean the place just sounds yeah. sounds like you can't get any better than that you know where do golfers go when they die yeah. olympia fields yeah two fantastic world-renowned golf courses here uh major championships held here uh lots of lots of great stuff u.s amateur held here recently mm. big stuff this is a this is a place that is um it's a big, big time kind of place. Yeah. You know, this is on the on the scale of the best pages and the Shinnecocks and places yeah. like that that hold USGA championships. This is um, 
a place not to be trifled with, so to speak. Yeah. And again, I'm in the, the office of my friend and, and cohort, uh, Mr. E.A. Tischler, a golf magazine, uh, top 100 teacher, golf digest, top 50 teacher. And we are, uh, having fun teaching teachers this week. Uh, next, uh, last couple of days, yesterday and today, we are, uh, working on the bio swing dynamics teaching, uh, learning how bodies work mm-hmm. and learning how to, to pick apart, uh, a guy's golf swing and kind of have his his swing blueprint so to speak based upon how his body functions because we're not all different and uh you know if you just look at people out and about you'll see that pretty readily mm-hmm. we're all different sizes all different shapes some of us have joints that work differently than others you know we all kind of tend to think that you know there's this there is this golf swing uh then we hear this concept of well you know just swing your own swing and and do what's best for you but yet they, they never really, those two thoughts really don't mix well, right? When it goes to thinking about a golf swing, you think, well, why does that golf swing work for that guy? Should I try it? Well, yeah, depends. If you're, <laughs> if you move the same way he moves, we're all a little different. This bio swing dynamics is, is a great way of, you know, screening people, finding out how they move, what, what structural things do they have going on? Mm-hmm. And then dynamically, what, how are they moving? What can they do, and then how are they doing it, given training, given concepts, given mobility issues, and, and what, they're, what they're able to do. Is this a relatively new concept in teaching golf, or is it just a relatively new label to something that's been going on for a while? Oh, I would say that it's more of a, a newer system of figuring people out. Okay. Many of us. Um, who have gone through the the gee, I need to take a lesson routine have run across the you have to do it this way, and you know sometimes take a lesson or two or three from one guy and then spend the rest of the season trying to figure out how to get back to what they used to do because the lesson made them even worse than they were before. Yeah, that's yeah. a lesson from someone who's coming at it from the viewpoint of John. I think you should do this without yet figuring out, John, can you do this? Mm-hmm. And, or John, is this really your most efficient, most effective, most powerful movement pattern? And, um, if you can find a teacher that, that understands these things, then you found yourself someone who's going to be pretty darn effective with everybody. Yeah. Again, being effective with, you know, a small percentage. That's, that's the thing when, when you're looking for a, a teacher, you got to find somebody who can teach to your strengths. Is that, does that make sense? Yeah. Um, well, yes, it does, because your strengths generally come from your ability to repeat something and, and do it powerfully. Yeah. And uh, looking at what those are, there are, there are pieces to a puzzle. And let's say that you're, you're a 50-piece puzzle and 40 of them are working well together and the other 10 don't seem to go in there. Maybe you're, you've taken some information from your friends or another golf instructor who's not quite seeing this pattern or not seeing what's right for you. Or maybe you've uh, just gone onto YouTube and grabbed some little snippet of information from one to 22 pros out there that are <laughs> saying one thing or another. Right. right. And you've decided, oh, let's, let's try to try this puzzle piece and see <laughs> if it fits. Speaking of puzzle pieces, let me ask you a question. And I know the answer is yeah. going to be, it depends, but try to be as generic with us as possible here. Okay. <laughs> At what point does the equipment make a difference 
for a recreational golfer. Like, I mean, we just spoke a couple minutes ago with um, Fiamma, who's now the PXG rep in her area. Those PXG clubs, right. I mean, they're sweet. I, I, swung, oh, sure they are. I swung one, and it felt so good and looked so good. But at what point does my game depend on the equipment I'm using as opposed to how well I can swing the club? Okay, so you knew I was going to start with it depends, so I won't disappoint you. Thank you. <laughs> John, John, it depends, but I'll go beyond that. Yes, thank you. <laughs> so let's say that you are a repeater of emotion. Now, all of a sudden, you're more of the constant in the scenario that we're looking at. Right. And now you start to get club fit for who you really are and how you can repeat. And that's when the equipment is going to make the largest difference. Okay. Because could you imagine if you were a gigantic variable and I'm trying to fit you for clubs. Yeah. And I never swung then, the same way twice. Yeah. I can imagine you'd be a little frustrated. <laughs> well, I honestly, um, you know, when I see that happening, the I tell people right up front, this club fitting is now turning into a lesson. Yeah. Yeah. Because... If I see constant change in what you're doing and how you're doing it, there's no way I could get a reading off of a piece of equipment, regardless of brand, mm -hmm. regardless of anything else. Sure. I couldn't get any indication that that piece of equipment in your hand could come close to helping you. Right. Yeah. If you're a repeater, now all of a sudden the equipment changes can really help. They are part of the picture. Okay. So a lot of guys go right to the driver and they say, well, today I need to change my, my driver head. I'm going to put it on a draw setting and a little bit more upright because they want their face to turn left into the golf ball. Right. <laughs> and it was interesting. I, I was, I was down in, in uh, teaching some teachers down in Florida and here we are talking about, ball movement and, and how we can do that. And this guy came from the, the I'm a Mr. Happy with the wrench guy, right? Mm -hmm. He's, he's the guy that's going to you know change it. And I said, tell me something. How many degrees did you just change the head of that club? He says two and a half degrees. I said, okay, that's fine. Is that the most you can get? Yep. That's the most I can get. And I said, so how much change do you think you could get if, your arm was in this position at the beginning versus that position at the beginning. And we let the launch monitor uh, tell us, and it was eight degrees. Oof. And I said, so I just did one little thing, and the club came in eight degrees different. If I did two little things, it could come in a lot more than that if it needed to. But I said, I don't think the wrench is it. But people think that because they can adjust it. They just don't know that that's a really minor adjustment, and they think it's a major adjustment. Well, so they're standing out there on the driving range, yeah, or in this case, on the fifth hole, going, "All right, <laughs> I need to change this. That's not the fifth hole is not the place to change anything." But I also think that uh, is, is I, that a part three or something? <laughs> for for <laughs> for most of us, um, we we prefer changing mechanical stuff because we can measure it and see it 
I don't think we feel confident enough in what we are doing in order to say, okay, I have changed this accurately when you're talking about moving a position of a hand on a grip or position of your arm at setup or something like that. Sure. So that, that's it's because it, people don't, don't realize what it can do. Right. Another question right. I have real quick. I've, I've been wanting to ask you this for a long time. I have seen guys watching on the tour. And again, the last thing you want to do people, let me tell you is emulate something you see somebody do on the tour on TV. Okay. Don't do that because you're not nowhere near as good as those guys are. Okay. Thank you very much. I'm off the soapbox now. But I have seen. Okay. Wow, that was quick. <laughs> I usually <laughs> hang out on that thing for a long time. <laughs> I have seen some guys when they when they address the ball with their driver, the driver sole is flat on the ground behind them, and they set up that way. Yep. And I've seen other guys where their arms a little lower, and the club is at more of an angle, so that the heel of the club is on the, of the driver is on the ground, but the toe is in the air, and it's at like a right. you know a thirty to forty five degree angle when they strike the ball. What differences right. are happening there? Is it well? What I want to know is what's happening dynamically, right after they begin their movement. Maybe that's just their setup, and throughout their motion, that they that those angles change. Okay. Because I've seen millions of golf swings, and rarely do we see people maintaining every angle that they had at address that they had at impact. Rarely. There's always some sort of change. Yeah. Okay. And it is one of those things that happened. So really, I want to see what happens at impact. I get it. It looks different. Some guys are shorter. Some guys want to be bent over more. Uh, some guys are taller. Yeah, there's differences in how they do it, but maybe that's their, uh, their setup to movement pattern gotcha. that's best for them. So what have yeah. we learned? We have learned it depends. <laughs> that it depends. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's the answer you're going to get most often from your pro if he knows his stuff. All right. Uh huh. Also, going to know that uh, don't worry, don't worry about uh, the equipment you're using until you get to the point where you can swing it the same way consistently. I was going to say more than yeah. twice in a row, but still consistently. And then hang with us uh, because we have a very famous person, or at least a relative of a yeah. very famous person. Very apropos that we speak with Bobby Jones the Fourth, and Dr. Jones will be joining us on the other side of this break. Hang with us. We are those weekend golf guys. Of course, we have a Facebook page, facebook.com slash golf guys. We would love it if you were to go there and like us. We'd love it even more if you'd go there and follow us. And you want to make us real happy, just go there and interact with us. Facebook.com slash golf guys. I highly recommend the Cut Golf Matte Finished Golf Balls. They come in three colors, yellow, orange, and pink. All very easy to see, all very long off the tee. And if you chip and pitch and putt correctly, these things are going to check up when you need them to. They're going to roll out when you hit it right. They're going to roll true to the cup. And they're going to cost you $19.95 a dozen. It's a beautiful three-piece ball, and you're going to buy it direct from the manufacturer. That is why you're not going to spend 50 bucks for a dozen of these balls. $19.95 a dozen for cut, matte, orange, pink, or yellow balls direct from the manufacturer at cutgolfco.com. That's cutgolfco.com. 
I'm going to use these balls exclusively from now on. I love them, and so will you, no matter how well you play or how badly you play. This will be your favorite ball from here on out. Order a dozen at CutGolfCo.com. It is us, those weekend golf guys. I am John Ashton. He is Jeff Smith. We have a guy with us, a, a guest who has joined us. Very apropos that this man should show up on Masters Sunday, Dr. Bob Jones the Fourth. Yes, that Bobby Jones. Uh, grandson, correct, sir? That what you That is absolutely right. Man. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Don't you have better things to do than to talk to us during Masters Week? <laughs> not of course i don't that's this is this is one of the highlights of my week actually i get to go be for our next show our senior master's correspondent because as a pj member i have the good fortune of being able to show up on the uh, the grounds at the pearly mm-hmm. gates there and uh and walk that that beautiful place it is beautiful it's yes fun yeah, I got to relate a story, man. I, I lived in Atlanta for ten years, Bob, and um, I was I was helping a, a, an older gentleman who lived in Buckhead, who had just bought a bunch of high tech electronics that was way above his ability to deal. And I had just showed him how to use all of his remotes and hooked up stuff so it all worked. And as he was walking me out to my car, he saw I had golf clubs in the car and said, "Oh, you play golf." You should come play golf at my club. And I said, "Sure." Where do you play? And he said, "Augusta National." Wow! At, at which point I said, um, "I'm busy that day. I yeah. just, I just knew I played. I, I did not play the game well enough to do justice, and I would have been embarrassed and intimidated just by being on the grounds. So I, I blew my chance." Well, you know, it's funny you say that, but you know, Augusta National, when it was originally designed, my grandfather had in mind a course that would be absolutely fun for the average golfer, meaning mm. somebody that shot in the 90s, right. but would also test the expert. So I, 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 I think that's, that's one of the beauties of, of the layout. Now, because of the fact that they host a major championship every year, they have to maintain it in such a way now to where some of that is lost uh, in, in that the greens are always pristine mm-hmm. and fast. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, that's true through the green. I hate. To, I guess what I'm trying to say so nicely, John, is you, you may have may have blown your chance there. I did. So. Yeah, I know. Oh, I know. <laughs> fully aware. <laughs> fully, fully aware. But talk about intimidation. I mean, growing up in a family as the grandson of Bobby Jones. First off, I mean, he had what the engineering degree from Georgia Tech, a degree from he Harvard, did. and a, and a third degree law degree from Emory. I thought he was going to go to like every college in Atlanta. Well, yeah, well, Harvard, Harvard's on one of our northern suburbs called <laughs> yeah, Boston. Boston. Yeah, but um, yeah, he did. But you know, it's it's very funny. Back when he went to law school, you didn't need to have a law degree to be a lawyer. You just had to pass the bar. Oh, okay. And so a lot of them would take it in their second year just to sort of get used to it so that they could pass it by the time they graduated. He took it after a year and a half of law school and just graduated. And then, so he passed it. Was done. And you're what? Just a doctor? I mean, come on, Bob. Yeah, I mean, I only have you know, I only have four degrees, and and they're all in related fields. Yeah. It's not like doing mechanical engineering, English literature, and law. You haven't won four major golf championships either, have you? 
So there. Well, no, but but between <laughs> between my grandfather and I, we do have thirteen major titles. <laughs> That's so, impressive. Yeah. I mean, it is. Yeah, it, it is. We, it, you know. Nobody would have ever thought they would be, you would be able to share that that such an accolade. I have That's never impressive. shared that particular. I have never shared that particular accolade with uh, anybody before until just now. There we go. And uh, judging from, I may not ever again. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I mean, I actually do okay. okay. I think the lowest my handicap has ever been is a three, oh, okay. and right now my in, yeah my index is about eight. I think it was just came out the other day is eight point six. So I mean I do I do okay, mm -hmm. but I guess it's just when you compare when I compare myself to my dad who was a plus three, yeah. or my grandfather who at his peak was calculated at somewhere around plus eight, uh, my, minus eight point six on an index kind of is like yeah. yeah. Even, I need to stick to my day job. Even though the bulk of our audience would kill for an eight point six. <laughs> You well, know. possibly, and, <laughs> yeah. and, and to be honest, you know, and to be honest, I'm actually kind of proud of it because be. I've done a lot of work on my game in the last couple of years. Uh, as I've gotten older, I can't hit 200 balls a day anymore. Yeah, but I can go work on my short game and my putting, and I've dropped uh, two shots on my index, so that's pretty good. Just for a personal reference, I mean, do they they charge huh? you greens fees at Bobby Jones Course? You know, I've only had the chance to go down there the first day since it o when it opened. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm planning on going down in another week or so, and I'll be able to answer that question <laughs> much better in a week. Oh, uh, give us a hollow let us this. Know. Yeah, I will say this: I am more than happy to pay my fair share. Yeah, to play down there. Yeah, so I really am. You know what? What we've accomplished down there is just nothing short of miraculous. Marty Elgison, our family lawyer, got this notion in his mind to get the Jones course renovated, and he did that about seven or so years ago. And when he first came to me with the idea of the project, honestly, I told him I would do what I could to support it, but really, I thought he'd kind of lost his mind because I, I just didn't see how anything meaningful could be done. But then we got the state of Georgia involved in terms of a land swap for the property, and Bob Cup, the late Bob Cup, who was a fantastic architect, yeah. came up with this revolutionary, reversible nine-hole design. You know, the next thing we know, we've got probably one of the most state-of-the-art golfing facilities in the United States. It's something that the city can be proud of, the state can be proud of, and most important, my grandfather would be very proud of. That is what's important. Oh, that's terrific. Let's talk about the uh, yeah. Bobby Jones Foundation specifically, if we could. What, what, kind, yes. of, what kind of work do, does that organization do specifically? Well, you know, guys, what happened with that was my family, we are not, uh, we are not independently wealthy people, but we wanted to find some way to make a charitable difference in people's lives. And as we looked around, we realized that there really wasn't much done for people that suffered from syringomyelia, which is the disease my grandfather had. And there was a wonderful organization called the Chiari and Syringomyelia Foundation. They've been in existence for about 10 years, and we've worked very closely with them. And finally, after a lot of discussion last year, we realized since we really aren't in a position to create our own foundation, we went to them and said, how would you like to be the Bobby Jones CSF? Uh, and they jumped at it. We jumped at it. We mm -hmm. just had our launch at Bobby Jones Golf Course last week mm -hmm. and uh, our opening tournament at East Lake uh, a week ago, uh, a week ago, last a week ago, Monday. And it's just it's just a it's just a great opportunity for us. We've lent uh, the Jones name to it. And we are also making 
some beginning contributions that we hope ultimately over the years will become more substantial uh, as things like the Bobby Jones Whiskey Collection takes off uh, and some other projects that we have. So we are so thrilled to be involved now, and your listeners uh, could certainly visit our website, which is Bobby Jones CSF, Charlie Sierra Foxtrot, BobbyJonesCSF.org, and it'll tell you everything you want to know about this wonderful organization. And since we are using a lot of uh, some of the proceeds uh, from what we do from the Clover Whiskey Collection, uh, you could also go to CloverWhiskey.com. And that will take you there and then ultimately to Bobby Jones CSF as well. Yeah, that's a, a great segue because we've just uh, redesigned our own weekly newsletter. We're calling it the Drinking and Driving Digest. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And and once we found out that there basically was, you know, I know the official name is Clover Whiskey. Yes. But yes. we're going to refer to it as Bobby Jones Bourbon, if that's okay yeah, with you. Pretty, yeah, that's fine. That's fine. I don't know that Joe Mihalik, our, our our partner, would agree with that, but but we get it. Yeah, yes. between you and us, it'll be fine. We can we can get official if we need to. Tracing the history of golf, whiskey has played an important part because there's been distilleries very close to some of the first golf courses in the world. Oh, absolutely. Why did you guys? I mean, just get into the whiskey business? Was it that well, correlation, or what? How'd that happen? Well, it, it was kind. Of, it's kind of interesting, and I appreciate your asking that. Uh, my family has had a business for years called Jones Airs Inc. It's all the family, mem- the blood family members of Bobby Jones. And about three years ago, I became president of Jones Airs. I'd been vice president for several years before, and I started looking to expand what we were involved with. But I told my family that we needed to go to something that just made sense for golf. And my cousin, Robert Jones Black, came to me with this idea to, to uh, develop a line of whiskeys and brought Joe Mihalik, uh, of, uh, who has done Piedmont Distillers in North Carolina. Mm-hmm. And Joe came up with the idea of doing a line of uh, single barrel straight whiskeys. And so we launched the Clover last year. There is a four-year Kentucky, a 10-year-old uh, Tennessee. Uh, next year, there will be a uh, rye whiskey, which is, uh, Jeff, you'll be glad to know this, was actually made in Indiana. So really? w- it's funny. They have me out selling the stuff, and I don't drink. <laughs> but the people I <laughs> maybe that isn't such a bad idea yeah. when you think about it. <laughs> it but the people that have tried it say it's just absolutely wonderful. It's packaged beautifully. And the neat thing is uh, it is only for sale in golf clubs and golf resorts. Mm. So it's really going to fit very, very nicely within the golf community and within that tradition. Yeah. You walk into one of those dark wood paneled restaurant bars at a clubhouse at a golf course somewhere, and it's just going to yes. make sense. It's going to fit perfectly. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We're, we're, we're very, very excited about it. And, uh, we, uh, and what's really nice, too, is all of our other partners, uh, you know, the Bobby Jones Apparel and also the Bobby Jones Links, which manages clubs and resorts, mm-hmm. they are all just thrilled to have these folks as partners. And we are, too. I can imagine. And, uh, and they have been so supportive of the new foundation. You just wouldn't believe it. Joe's attitude has been, what do you want us to do to help with the foundation? Oh, so it's just been great. Yeah, and I remember uh, sitting in the booth of the Bobby Jones clothing line at PGA Show a couple of years ago, too. Man, that's, yes. some, that's some pretty stuff. It is. 
you know, we, we've, we've been very, very careful. We've had many opportunities to commercialize the Jones name. Uh, and to be honest, we've probably resisted about 95% of it. Not because we don't want to commercialize it, because that's just the way you communicate in this world. Mm-hmm. But we want to make sure that whatever we do, we do it the right way and in keeping with our grandfather. Wow. You've uh, you've hit a couple of home runs so far with the whiskey line and the clothing line. For which, thank which is, you very much, John. I think you're supposed to say those were a couple of eagles instead of home runs. Oh, ah, okay. that's right. The golf yeah. theme thing, you know, Al- albatross well, is a golf show thing. <laughs> if we're doing this on Masters Sunday, you might want to say double eagle. Yeah. Yeah. So there you, you go. That. Wouldn't that be the coolest thing ever to see? Yeah, well, yeah to see, especially so, to see the tournament won that way. Last weekend had to be uh, kind of a, a feather in, in everybody's cap associated with Augusta National, too, with the uh, women's amateur, I would imagine. I would imagine. Uh, right. You know, it's funny. I, I, I know it only from the outside. Nobody in our family is a member at Augusta National. But they have been very – they were very nice. I was supposed to go to it, but unfortunately had a conflict and couldn't go on Saturday. But I think that's something my grandfather would be really, really proud of that the club yeah. has reached out, especially to women's golf and to such a foundational level as uh, women's amateur golf. You know, some of his great friends uh, were like pillars of amateur golf in the early 20th century. Mm-hmm. Uh, you had Marion Hollins, Alexa Sterling, and Joyce Weatherett, who my grandfather said had the finest golf swing he'd ever seen on anybody, male yeah. or female. Uh, I think uh, I think I think he would have been very proud of what what Augusta National accomplished last week. And one more time, Doctor, what's the uh, the website for the foundation so people can go? Oh yes, uh, thank you. It, it is Bobby Jones CSF. That's uh, Bobby Jones Charlie Sierra Foxtrot. Just in case you didn't hear it through the radio too well dot org doctor we've we've kept you quite a while we do appreciate your time here today with us and uh, and thank you very much dr bob jones the fourth and check out that uh, clover whiskey line. good stuff man thank you guys thank Thanks, you bob great to talk to you I-, I want to talk to you about golf balls specifically cut golf balls now cut is not a description of the ball it's the name of the company cut golf co Dot com. That's CutGolfCO.com. They say it's time to cut the crap. Their mission in life is to prove that you can pay less for quality golf balls. Whether you play every day, you play a couple times a month, doesn't matter. Cut Golf has a ball that's going to be absolutely perfect for you. And they want to bring golf back to the people. How about a tour-quality golf ball for $19.95 a dozen? Yeah, you heard me right. Tour quality, four-piece golf ball. It's going to go far. It's going to work well around the greens. CutGolfCo.com and get yourself a dozen fantastic tour quality golf balls for under 20 bucks. CutGolfCo.com. If you're paying more, well, that's kind of stupid. It's us for a few more moments yet. For those weekend golf guys, I'm John Ashton. He is Jeff Smith. Got to get back to teaching teachers to teach. And I got to get back to, uh, we got a week, man. Now, it's Master's Week, and we've got tea times, but it's nice. It's warm. It's sunny, but we've got about a 20-mile-an-hour breeze here. So, although at 20 miles an hour, that's kind of... complain, complain, complain. Come on. You're finally getting to play. Does 20 miles an hour count as a breeze? 
I don't oh, think so. I don't on. think you can call that a breeze. That's an outright win. Get out there and play. Think <laughs> about this. You just talked to Bobby Jones' grandson. I did. Come on. It's yeah. Masters Week. It is. Really? Yeah. And you're going to complain about something? Well, I wasn't going to. You curmudgeon. I, I, <laughs> don't be mean to me. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, okay. I just, wind, wind scares me. Cause what does it ruffle the mustache? It ruffles the mustache. It blows the pant legs around. And when, when you don't really know for a hundred percent certain where the ball's going to go when you strike it anyhow. Yeah. How to do it. It just adds that level of adventure, doesn't it? <laughs> At least you have an excuse now. No matter where the ball goes, you can blame it on the wind. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Doesn't that make it easier on you anyway? That works for me. me it today. works for me. It's yeah. the wind. <laughs> I was fantastic. That's it. If yeah. it wasn't for that gall darn yeah. wind. <laughs> I, yeah. Somehow I figured that that would be the case. Yeah. You would figure it out. All right. That's okay. it. All right, I'm ready. I'm ready now. Thoseweekendgolfguys.com. Great place to go if you ever miss any of the shows we do here. We we archive them all there. We've got uh, other tidbits that you can peruse, thoseweekendgolfguys.com. Or uh, follow us and like us on Facebook. That's two separate actions, by the way, following and liking. Uh, and it's facebook.com slash golfguys. And go ahead and um, follow us on Twitter also, at WKNDGolfGuys. I uh, want to thank Dr. Jones for taking time out of his practice to talk to us. And Fiamma Felice, go to JetSetMag.com and vote for her. Maybe we can get her back out playing golf with all of us here sometime soon. All of us? All of us. Really? Yeah. All of us. You mean her and you and two other people to be named later? Uh, maybe. <laughs> maybe I'll just drive the cart. You know, <laughs> admire from afar. We've got plenty of other good golfers who could do it. Tell you what, uh, whether or not you're a former collegiate golfer or a former high school champion or played on tour or just play for the heck of it, do that. It's Master Sunday. It's the beginning of the season for everybody. Go play some golf. <laughs> <laughs>